Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. I'm Bill. I'm Kel. This is our excellent podcast. Warning. Spoilers ahead. Yeah, we spoil everything we talk about. So I'll just come out and say it. Superman's a bitch. Superman's a bitch? Superman's a bitch. Okay. You know, I'm so I'm I'm playing Injustice through again. And uh damn. In in the story for anyone said there were going to be spoilers the story for anyone who hasn't uh, gotten into injustice and played the video game and by the way it came out in like 2013 so whatever it's seven years old um is it's set in a, a else dc elseworlds kind of you know other uh reality and uh superman the joker tricks uh superman into uh, simultaneously killing Lois Lane and uh, destroys Metropolis. So um, then, uh, then Superman, in a fit of rage, uh, kills the Joker, and hilarity ensues after that. Uh, he becomes this entire uh, megalomaniac dictator. Um, you know, over the, over the world. And, and the comic book series, you know, has a lot going on with it, but the video game itself is like, you know, you're, you're in this, this whole, this whole, uh, it's more from Batman's side because Batman is the rebel in this, in this case. And he's like leading the resistance against Superman and, you know, it's tragic and all that, but goddamn, Superman's a bitch. Like he's, I, I forgot after playing Injustice, uh, it, it's been a while since I played Injustice. Superman is just a bitch. And I don't even know how I mean that, by the way. Whether I mean that like he's wimpy. No, he's not exactly wimpy, but he is kind of bitchy. <laughs> he's got his mean mug on all the time. Yeah. Okay, so what's the difference between wimpy and bitchy? Uh, well, he, I don't know. He's just scowly. That's maybe, maybe that's, that's what I, I'm, I'm saying. He's not wimpy. He's just yeah. scowly all the time. Does this, he have resting bitch face? Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's resting bitch face. And that's, that's why I classified Superman as a bitch. Okay. Um, but, uh, he, he, I, I like, I like the video game, uh, obviously, uh, in the, in the comic, I, in a, and maybe that's not obvious. I've liked uh, logged an incredible amount of time on Injustice too, and I still play that all over the place. Yeah, you know that's a fun one. I I think I played a total of thirty seconds on it on a demo, and uh, it was it was a really pretty game. I remember that, but uh, I I don't really remember the gameplay hardly at all. But I remember it really looked good. Uh, yeah yeah it's a fighting kind of thing it's it's basically though i like the injustice ones and i don't think it's kind of like the mortal Kombat ones when you play the single player Mm -hmm. um, mortal Kombat, and you're playing through the story so yeah that's how it that's how the the paradigm is for for injustice and injustice too is like you get a bunch of story and then you you flip to you know you encounter they encounter somebody and you might be Batman fighting 
fighting, uh, you know, Superman, or you might be like Green Arrow fighting Grodd, <clears throat> or you might be Catwoman fighting, you know, Swamp Thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, as you play through, you kind of get a taste of as you go through the single player game, you get a taste for some of the different characters and and the sets and kind of what they do and how they work. And, uh, so you, you, uh, then I never played multiplayer on injustice. It didn't seem like that was, it was super, super robust, but on injustice two, I got into like creating, uh, my own character, um, like you can, you can, it's got a robust single player cause it has the story, but it also has the multiverse too. So you can, you each day, um, there are usually new multiverses quote unquote that you can, you can go into in single player and you kind of work through a ladder and it's usually a theme. Uh, so it's like, um, you know, this is a this is a universe where the Joker took over and blah blah blah, and so there are different themes and 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 different uh, effects that your battles that are that are going on within your battles, and uh, your enemies have different gear, and then you can get different gear, so you can change the look of you know Batman or you know whomever you're you're playing so you don't you're not stuck with the same look and nor are you stuck with the same look for your opponents and there's like lots of weird randomization thrown in there that's cool better than just the average uh you know mortal Kombat. yeah where it's just yeah. the same same character beating the crap out of another character yeah see i i never i my my fighting game experience and prowess uh peaked at mortal Kombat 2 where I was smoke and I could, I could beat people because I was a really cheap move where you fell through the ground and then appeared above their head and kicked them in the face. And it was really hard to defend against. And I was really good at doing it. And so I could just cheat people out and people would get frustrated and not want to play. And that was really the only way I could win. But other than that, I sucked at the game. Um, yeah. Which was sort of embarrassing because I worked at the arcade game. I worked at the arcade and I wasn't a very good fighter, but I don't know. My, my, yeah, just never, never really, uh, never really took to the fighting games. Yeah. I, I, I kind of got involved back in the day with street fighter. I, I remember the very first fighting game I really played was street fighter two turbo. Mm. And, um, to, to, to date this, um, you know, well, I guess, I guess, uh, otherwise there was like the karate something games back way back, way back, but I guess modern, modern fighting game or semi-modern. Cause this was like the nineties. Um, that was street fighter two turbo. And, um, I, I kind of got into that and I got into, I don't know, there was like soul caliber. I, I think I got into that. And, um, and then pretty much, oh, and was it, I want to say, was it Tekken? Yeah, Tekken. I remember Tekken. And, uh, so I played those and, uh, 
you know, and I've I've followed Mortal Kombat. Like I'm not super super like oh my god about Mortal Kombat, but I enjoy it well enough. Like I'll play Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. but I'll get bored of it after a week, you know, or even a couple of days. I'll be like, yeah, okay, it's Mortal Kombat. It's cool. It's great. Um, I'm done. I'm I'll check in at the next Mortal Kombat. I know what I'm in for. But it's always a good game to have around because you know you can play with your friends or you know you can be like whatever you could play online nowadays which is pretty neat um against people that are just leagues better than you could ever be uh, everybody who plays any of these online they're like horrifically good and uh, so but what i liked about injustice too is that you had that more robust kind of uh single player experience so you didn't have to go into the great big scary world. Yeah. Um, you could level up by 12 year olds. Yeah, exactly. So you can level up your character and, and I get, you know, and, and I've gone online a couple of times, so don't get me wrong, but it, it, you, but you have a chance to, for character progression, you can level up your, your character and get cool gear, which, you know, enhances their abilities and, uh, so that that aspect of it is pretty neat and injustice. And I have I don't know how Mortal Kombat is if they've adopted a system like that uh lately, but last I heard they didn't. No, nah, I don't think so. But I, then again, I don't I, I played I did play Mortal Kombat, I think it was ten for about thirty seconds, just again, just to see you know what it was like and how it looked and and checking on the the, the franchise because it was part of um uh, playstation now and yeah and you know like i said it, same thing with injustice it really looked nice it was really pretty and the controls were nice and it it was a good fighting game but you know again I think I have that one. yeah i think i have that one i think the I have whatever Mortal Kombat is right before the most recent version. Yeah, I think that's 10. I think they're on 11 right now, or Mortal Kombat something. Then, yeah, that's the one I have. I have 10. And, yeah, I mean, it's not like... It's not like super this is my thing either, but uh, though I I make a compelling case that that it is, but uh, given all my, my... uh, fighting game cred there, but <laughs> I really don't play them that often. Yeah. I used to do one of the fun, like competitive games that we used to play a lot when I was like in the, you know, back in the day was, um, uh, what was it? Oh crap. I just had the game name, but I forgot it, but it was, um, it was on the PS two and, or maybe even the PS one. And it was uh, like a, you know, a, a Splinter Cell uh, style of game where, you know, you were this, uh, you know, operative where you'd run, you know, come in and do stealth kills and stealth your way through levels. And, and you know, you had big ar- artillery as far as weapons, but, you know, the trick was not to necessarily use them. I mean, you had an M16, but, you know it was better that to sounds... use the silenced uh, pistol for the most part. And I'm trying to think. I That sounds another... like Castle Wolfenstein, but I don't know. It was 3d and it was, um, God damn it. I forget the name of it, but there was a really fun multiplayer mode 
and it was you know a a, a death match basically and and there were uh, you know a split screen and we would play at my buddy's house and we would put he had a a screen uh, you know, like a projector screen and we put the projector screen up on his TV. So you couldn't see the other person's side of the TV and we would just go to town and play for hours. And, you know, it was, it was just a lot of fun. We always had a lot of fun with those games. Cause like the three of us were, you know, four of us that played were pretty evenly matched and by, and at any given Sunday we could generally, you know, knock each other out. And so there were always really good tight matches and it was a lot of fun, but I, freaking forget the name of that damn game but it was it was very it was very reminiscent of goldeneye in in its its spirit um uh of of that you know competitive kind of um you know gameplay that's cool yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have to look that up and figure out what it is i want it's a it was like ah god damn it i think it was a tom clancy game Splinter Cell was such a good game. Mm-hmm. It really was. Especially the time it came out, too. Yeah. Like, just that whole stealth dynamic that it brought to it was really cool to where um, it was very original. I think I picked up all those games for seriously like 20 bucks on a Steam sale mm-hmm. a couple of months ago. Oh, Ghost Recon. That was another really good one. It wasn't Ghost Recon. Maybe it was Ghost Recon. Oh, now that I think about it, I take it back. Maybe it was Ghost Recon. But Ghost Recon was was a superb game. I, I know I played Ghost Recon, but for some reason, I have no knowledge of Ghost Recon. Yeah, Ghost Recon was an incredibly good game. That one... Um, we played a lot in, um, like squad mode where we would do like, um, we would play like the urban, uh, maps and things like that. And it would be, uh, you know, the, the, the single player experience, but, um, you know, on some of the multiplayer kind of feels and components. Yeah, it was, it was a damn good game, but yeah. Yeah, so other interesting ones that under the yeah the Ghost Recon sort of stuff was, um, in that just that that Tom Clancy. I mean, all the Tom Clancy's one. What was the uh, not Splinter Cell, and then there was Ghost Recon, and then what was that other one that he did? There was like I a wonder. third franchise that that he did. Rainbow Six. Yeah, Rainbow that- Six. I played the hell out of some Rainbow Six. Yeah, Rainbow Six. I played a little bit of not not as too much, but that one was when right when we the when we were playing, we sort of stopped playing uh, games together. It was right when Rainbow Six started coming up. But Rainbow Six was awesome because it was so uh, it was so real uh, oh, yeah. in in its feel. You know, like you got shot, you were you know like once or two, you were done. Like it was just yeah, yeah. it was so much fun. Yeah, I had a I had a couple of friends at the time that uh that were just real into that game and I was just like, What? And and so they're like, No, you gotta get this. So I got I got it and I was play I played through, you know, 
all the usual stuff. And then, you know, I, after playing online, it was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Cause it was literally like you could do real squad tactics. In mm-hmm. the game. Like that was, that was kind of, kind of the cool thing and breaching the doors and you had to do timing and all that stuff. It was really, really flipping cool. Yeah, I love these games. They they were all really just they were well put together games, and and the multiplayer aspect of them, when you got people together that could actually like communicate and do well to to work together, they really just they were a really good experience. Because you, I mean, yeah, you just you had that well oiled machine sort of feel. It was good. Yeah, they put out like. Uh, for some reason, who would have thought that Tom Clancy would be, you know, like this awesome name in video games? Because just looking through the stuff, I mean, he's <clears throat> looking at at Wikipedia, for instance. He's behind the Rainbow Six series, the Ghost Recon series, the Splinter Cell series. Apparently, um there was a whole bunch of Jack Ryan video games too in the late eighties, early nineties. Um, the division, the division one and two. Yeah. Some individual games and, uh, Tom, wow. He definitely has become a, uh, yeah, he's prolific. Yeah. Very prolific. Yeah, I, Ghost Recon was amazing. Those all all those games. I mean, that's just he had didn't he have he had a sub game called SSN that was on the PC that was awesome. And those are those are one of those games that are very few and far between. Like you don't see many sub simulators. And there actually have only been two that I've ever seen, maybe three. No, there were like three that I've ever seen. And uh, SSN was one. And it was actually, they wrote a book. He wrote a book about, you know, the game that was like half strategy guide, half novelization. So if you read the book, it was, it was a novelization from the um, uh, perspective of the captain of the ship, right, of the boat that you were that you would play in the game. And if, you know, you read it, it would give you actual strategies to do the missions and each chapter was a mission. And so like, you know, the, the tactics that you could employ in those missions was in the book and then you could play the game and and it was, yeah, it was, it it was outrageous. It was so much fun, but there was a really good game that was called sub command. And sub command was a true sub simulator down to like, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of really running a submarine. I mean, if you wanted to get into the, the real, like realistics of, of as close as you could probably get to, you know, the, the running of the sub, it was actually really good. Like you could uh, do the, the whole sonar thing with the waterfall and, identifying contacts, plotting solutions. And you had to, to, you know, do all of the, the, 
the math and stuff to try and find where your target was passively and and then shoot a torpedo at it and actually hit it was like really hard like i mean without peeking to see where your target was um you know it was tough it was actually like it was a it was a fun game it was it was a real challenge like it was one of those games that you would start playing at like seven o'clock and you would shoot your torpedo at a target at like nine and hope that you hit. Oh, and, wow. you know, if you were really taking it seriously, like if you were there, because, you know, the thing is, is like if you were fighting a warship, you had to like really like sneak in and make sure that you were doing your thing and fighting another sub and, you know, maneuver around the sub and try and find it and and then, you know, lock it in and 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 then. Yeah. Sub combat is like it. And, and the thing is, is like, it's two hours of like super intense, just like right on the edge of your seat going off. Oh, fuck. Is this going to work? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was intense, especially if they shot at you. Like if they shoot at you, like, Oh my God, it would, it was like, because it happens in slow motion. They shoot, you know, you, you pick up their doors opening and that you know, because the sonar hears it, and if you have contact on your on the other sub, you can hear the other doors open, the f- tubes flooding and doors opening, so you know they're about to shoot. And then you'll hear the fish in the water, and then you'll plot the other tor- you'll try and plot the other torpedo and see if it's actually coming at you, and then you try and run from it and countermeasures and all that shit. It's oh like my God, it's and it's stressful as balls, and it takes like you know, 15, 20 minutes for the, for the torpedo to get to you. And so you're all that time. You're like, you're, you're hoping and running and doing all your countermeasures to not get hit by the torpedo that takes like 15 minutes to get to you. Jesus. Now, obviously you can, you know, change time so that you're not sitting there for 15 minutes. You, you can accelerate time and, you know, make it happen in, you know, a couple of minutes. But the thing is that if you go too fast or too far, you know, if you accelerate that time the whole time and just make it happen in a minute, you run the risk of overrunning your ability to maneuver out of its way and you just bring the torpedo right to you and you die. So that whole 15 minutes of when the torpedo is coming at you is your time to be able to maneuver away from it. And so you kind of use all that time to like maneuver your boat. So, I mean, it's just, it, yeah, it's a real mind trick. It's, it's hella cool. But wow, unfortunately, cool. it's was written for Windows ninety five, and it doesn't really run in modern operating systems anymore. You know, so a cursory search, a cursory search of the interwebs uh, for submarine simulator games uh, told me that they were reasonably reasonably popular in the nineties, but currently there aren't a whole lot of submarine simulator games. Um, but, and I will have to say this, I will have to say that I never, it never occurred to me that this part was part of my life was missing. Um, you know, submarine, simu- like I've never looked up nor explored the idea of submarine simulator games, um, like in my entire life. And I never even considered them up until this very moment. Um, but that's actually really badass. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess. Fun. I guess Subnautica. Yeah, Subnautica is uh is kind of a Yeah, that's kind of close. It's not, a, it's not really like a Yeah, 
I didn't set good. out to play a submarine simulator. It just happened to be that, I guess. Yeah, yeah you know, it's funny. I just went in and did that same sort, you know, submarine simulator games. And I'm seeing like one or two games on here that I remember playing. Like I totally remember playing this sub war 2050. It was yeah. like a, a, a sub, a, you know, a submarine style fighter game, basically. Like you were in a combat sub that would like swoop, you know, fly around underwater. And it was very much like a, a, a space combat style, but underwater. That was a badass game. I totally remember that game. But yeah, fun stuff. And Subcommand, yeah. like I said, Subcommand was fun as shit. Well, some, yeah. Sometimes those one-off games that you're like, oh yeah, are, are just cool. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's something in the oh, World of Warships. Is they, they, they named that as a submarine game. Oh really? Yeah, I've I've got World World of Warships. Like somebody told me it was a good game, so I was like, yeah, and it looked reasonably, you know, I was like, whatever. Yeah, it's warships. You're fighting other warships. Yeah, I think it was free too. So I also added in my decision to blithely download it, but I never played it. I think I I got so far as looking at the splash screen, something came up, and and uh, so I still mm-hmm. got it on my hard drive. Yeah, you know it's an interesting game. I used to play um, with uh, one of my buddies at work, and uh, World of Warships is it. So it's definitely a, uh, a uh, okay. So it's a first person shooter. I would I would classify it as a first person shooter personally. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because basically what it is, is you're a boat and, and you move your maneuver your boat and then you have your guns and you shoot the other, you know, you shoot the other boats, but it's all about getting the right arc and aim and lead on the other boat. So the other boat's moving and you're moving. And so you need to, you know, lead the target enough so that when your guns go off, it goes and hits, you know, the boat as it's, you know, moving forward and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's very much a shooter. It, you know, it's just a, a different kind of shooter in the sense that you just, you need to figure out how to lead your targets. But once you've figured out how to lead the target and how to use the tick marks on the, on your, your sights and, and how to drive the boat, it's all about just shooting people. Now, unless you play a destroyer, if you're a destroyer, then it's all about setting up and shooting people with, with torpedoes. So you, with destroyers, you're like a ninja. You sneak in uh, to the big boats, the cruisers and the battleships, and you get close to them. You pop out from around islands or you, you know, puff smoke and, and you get sort of close to guys that are like tunnel visioned on shooting their big guns. And then you shoot them with torpedoes from like 20 kilometers away. So those are, that's sort of the play style. And then there's the aircraft carriers which is, uh, you know, very, very different. That's, that's almost like a, an RTS game, but it's style, which is in the, in the, um, uh, the, the vein of world of warship. So it's, it's, it's fun after a fashion and then it gets really old. 
in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, some games are like that. You know, and and by the way, that that doesn't mean they're bad games. Oh no. That you know, you get your fill of them. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's fun. They're they're totally cool. I I enjoyed the hell out of the out of the time that I played, you know, playing that game. Um it was great. And and I enjoyed the shit out of him, and you know I'm cool now. I I'm I'm I feel totally happy and and fulfilled um, in my life that I've played World of you know Warships. Well, and I'll uh, maybe maybe I'll go down that road. Today is not that day, but yeah. well, um, I had a lot of fun playing the destroyers, the 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 battleships and the cruisers are are fun but i don't know it got real repetitive it's basically the just the same thing you go to a spot you shoot the guns you shoot people and that's it and it's just like meh and it just i don't know it didn't it didn't take me it, it just didn't grab me um but the destroyers were fun because the destroyers had a a very uh specific kind of deal where you you know, it was very much hide and seek. You had to fire your torpedoes. That was, that was fun. I enjoyed that, but I don't know. But yeah. So I want to, I didn't know Tom Clancy was dead, by the way. Um, he died in 2013. So uh, I just somehow just read that and I was just like, I didn't know Tom Clancy was dead. I thought he was still alive. Oh, yeah. But there we go. Apparently, they're still churning out Tom Clancy shit, though. So. Well, I guess his estate is still in good standings. Well, yeah, I'm sure there's a copyright sort of thing going on there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really... And we're just weathering through, you know, like yeah. everybody is. Yeah, so... Speaking of other video games, right? My my daughter had a special request that we talk about um, Animal Crossing: New Horizons. So, have you heard about this game? Do you know I, anything I, about it? You know, this? I yeah, I exist on the planet Earth in the United States of America. <laughs> I I do, and I uh, obviously, and I don't have a Switch. Um, so I have not played it nor do I own it, but I have heard much to do about this game. Yeah. So what have you heard? What is your impression of it? I don't, you know what, quite frankly, I haven't even paid attention to it. I was just like, I don't even own a switch. And so I just kind of left it at that. I didn't even look it up. I have no idea what this game is about. I have no context on which to judge it even. Right on. So I think the funniest thing that I've seen um regarding this game was all of the memes that came out around its launch because it launched in the same day that doom did doom uh was it eternal i think is what it's called oh yeah doom eternal yep yeah so they launched on the same day right and uh the uh the the memes with them are just great because you have all of these fun um animal crossing doom crossovers and that some of them were just absolute laugh out loud funny but so it, it, it's just you know i think some of the greatest ones were uh the ones that were just like hey you know uh if you want to play animal crossing or doom you know just do what you do but 
Animal Crossing is is a funny, interesting, and and just paradoxical game. It is a game basically about nothing. You 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 repay your debt. It's a game about paying off your mortgage and filling up your um, uh, museum with stuff. So you, you so get it's to, like it's like real life, basically. <laughs> kinda, yeah, you're it, like it, I owe lots of money. I have to pay it back, and I have to also buy stuff for yeah. me. Yeah, and display okay. it. Nice and. You know, catch fish, catch bugs, build things. There's a very extensive crafting system, which actually is really cool. Here's the thing about Animal Crossing, right? When when you talk to people about Animal Crossing who's never played Animal Crossing, and you try and explain it to somebody, like when you talk about it and you hear yourself talk, it's like, man, this game sounds like a total weird and unimagined and uninspired game. But when you actually sit down and start playing it and and getting into the the zen of it, it's actually very entertaining. Really? Because it is. Because it's a it's a game that really just turns your brain off. And and it really allows you to just zen. Um and and kind of forget about the awful things in the world because it it is a very innocent and pure experience. And and it's just one of those time sinks that allow you to just unplug the horrible things that, that are in the world and just shake trees, pick up fruit, sell fruit, and catch fish. That's how you make money? Yeah, so the, the thing is, is that Animal Crossing is this very simple you know, premise where you show up on an island and you pitch a tent and you build a, a go from having this little, uh, you know, tent on a beach to having a huge house. And you buy incrementally incremental uh, upgrades from Tom Nook, the guy who owns the island, right? Your, uh, your, your overlord. And you basically get money, bells by doing things like catching fish, catching bugs, um, selling fruit, uh, you know, just doing sort of chores, right? And decorating. And then you use all of those things to like decorate your island and dig up fossils that you can then uh, bring to your, um, you know, uh, uh uh, display in your museum so you can get big large um, uh, skeletons of dinosaurs and a huge aquarium filled with fish and a huge terrarium filled with insects and bugs and stuff that you've collected so there's this huge collection aspect of the game where you have to collect you know a hundred different varieties of fish and some of them are very rare that you can only catch under very specific circumstances at very specific times of year. So, you know, it's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of collection aspects to it. And, and so the game itself is actually quite deep once you start peeling the layers back. Really? Wow. Yeah. So it's not just a kid's game, but it is a kid's game too. Oh, yeah. But it's not just a kid's game. Like, 
um, you know, my sister-in-law plays the hell out of it and she enjoys the shit out of it. She just, she loves it. And she, she will devote hours and hours to it. I mean, you go to her Island and it's just completely decked out with all manner of stuff. And it just looks, you know, she's put in hours of time, effort and energy to make it just awesome. Oh, is there a multiplayer aspect to it? Yeah, so you can visit each other's islands and you can, you know, trade items. So like each each island has its own native fruit that grows there. And so you can go to other islands to get other types of fruit that you can then bring back, plant, and then that's worth more money. So if your island only has uh, oranges, you can go to another island and get cherries. And the oranges sell for 10 bells, but the cherries sell for 100 bells. Huh. So, and so you, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a way to get, uh, you know, rich. And then there's all kinds of other things. You know, there's a huge catalog of items. So that you need to, every time you buy an item, it puts it, fill, it, puts it in your catalog. And so another aspect is, is that you buy every piece of furniture every uh uh shirt every pants every shoe every hat every accessory everything that you have that's that you can craft buy or find so that you can fill the catalog and get 100 percent in the catalog so that's another aspect of the game is is a collection of all of the stuff wow yeah it's huge there's a there's a bit to that just a bit. Yep. Um, yeah, man, it, you want, you know what you sold me, I'm going to have to buy a switch and I'm going to have to buy that game. I think there was like a bunch of other games I was supposed to buy with the switch too. Yeah. Um, at least, uh, breath of the wild. I've heard that one's good. Um, I have to buy, I have to get like a Mario something, you know, if I was going to go to the switch like uh it's it's always but it's always difficult for me to know which which Mario game I cuz I haven't followed the Mario you know story as well so I've only played Mario Super Mario Brothers at different eras um and the last I played Super Mario Brothers was the side scroller on the like Nintendo DS yeah, you need if you do it on the Switch, it's Mario Odyssey, Super Mario Odyssey. Odyssey, okay. Yep. And it's just as frustrating as every other game out there that Mario has been a part of. So, if you like that, you'll love it. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's in for that's that's because that's what's so cool is you can with those games, as long as you don't stress about just losing and dying and dying and losing and then having to restart stuff and then going through it, you kind of find a weird Zen with that. Mm -hmm. Like that's if I, if I have a video game superpower, it's the fact that I can play those and be totally fine with, you know, just retrying and retrying and retrying and, and just chilling and doing it um for games like that and then sonic sonic was also good on big on that and uh then uh what what game was really really 
just punitive. Ninja Gaiden. Oh, yeah. Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden Black. Black, yes, for the Xbox. Damn, that game was, oh, it was punitive. Yes, because it, it always, you'd die and you'd have to run up to kill the same two dudes, to jump over the thing, to kill one dude, to get the cut scene, to read, to fight the boss. Oh, yeah, and, and you couldn't skip anything. Yeah. It was just like, no, 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 no. You're going to watch every cutscene in graphic detail, even the five-minute ones that just, oh. No, yeah, yeah, no, that one, that game was awful. But it was awesome in the, because that was that was one of those games that I remember that that it was like, no, you, you I'm going to win. I mean, it was it was like this. This is it shits on like we're going to play this and, and I'm going to win this game. And I don't care what the fuck you say. I'm going to fucking win this game. Yeah. And that was that was it. Like, I think that took me months. Because I would rage, there would there would be times, even with my Zen, that I would rage quit that fucking game. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, just just you know, just being like, okay, I'm not I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going through it. I know I'm going to go through this part a lot more times, and uh, yeah, I got through it, and it was cool, and it was glorious. Because you know, fin- finishing nin- Ninja Gaiden was Ninja Gaiden Black was like this weird gamer badge of honor, you know? Oh, yeah. You're like, yeah, you did it. Yeah, especially some of the bosses in there. Like, I remember watching some YouTubes where they were like, you know, the top 10 hardest bosses of all time. And like three of them were from black. Yeah. Like, I, I still have, like, you know, like, I blocked out a lot in Ninja Gaiden Black, too. Um, but, you know, just some of those, thinking about some, forcing myself to think about some of those boss battles and the arrows you'd shoot and the, and the shit that you would do and you'd have to hit this part and then it would change its pattern there so you'd have to change your pattern, but then you hit it three more times and then hop over while it destroys a wall. Oh, wait, it changed its pattern, so you have to change your pattern, too. And, oh, it was nuts. Yeah. Man. So, yeah, so that's that's New Horizons. We talked about it. So the other one that I wanted to talk about that you desperately needed to, to, to play is Final Fantasy VII, the remake. Final Fantasy VII, the remake. I yeah. got that on my hard drive. Um, but the demo, the demo. Yeah, the demo. So, and uh, I, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to try it out. So, what is so impressive about this game? So, okay, so Final Fantasy VII, because I know you're not a Final Fantasy guy. Yeah, and, I'm not. But Final Fantasy VII um, is is one of those games that if you kind of go through the community of, of JRPGs, it's, it's one of those just seminal games that is, that's a real high watermark in the genre that like all of the other games are compared against. It's just that good. And, and it, it's, it's, if you, if you call yourself a fan of the genre, then you have played the game. 
or you you must have you know because if you haven't i really just would say that you know you're you're lacking in in your skills and and span of the genre because it's seven is is just it's like being um uh it's like calling yourself a, a sci-fi person and not watching star wars right so this game has so many Easter eggs that we have seen in our movies and literature and, and things like that. Like, um, you know, the, the chocobos, like, do you know, chocobo, you know, you probably don't know chocobos, but you've seen them and you've and recognized them in some, you know, movies like the, you know, the, the birds, the yellow birds, that look sort of like ostriches, but they're, you know, look sort of like chickens. I mean, it, it's one of those things that if you've seen it and seen it in context, you'd be like, oh yeah, I kind of look at that. I, I, I kind of recognize those, right? Well, they kind of came from seven. I mean, that's one of the big things that, that, you know, that, that was part of, of the game. So um, for them to do a remake of this game, just out of the gate, is is one of those things like they're remaking Buck Rogers, right? You know the the yeah. Sorry, the, is this a remaster or is it like a reboot kind well, of or re? See, that's a really good question. It's it it is a retelling of the same story. It is a uh, a remaster in the sense that. It is the same characters. You have the same background, the same locations, uh, the same backdrops and art, art and, and everything about the world is effectively the same. It's just much better. The story and how the story is progressing is basically the same. This, the plot is the same. The, the characters and how they're progressing through is the same. The gameplay is dramatically different okay. and, and how they're approaching the gameplay and how they're approaching aspects of how they're telling the story is dramatically different. So it, it's, it is sort of a retelling, but you know, in a, a reboot, but at the same time, it, it is a remaster. So it's kind of both. Okay. It, it, they did and they've done, a, I think an expert job. I mean that I was I was afraid when I came into this like that they were gonna screw it up, but I don't. They didn't. They really did a good job because some of the 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 things that they've woven into this game um, that heart you know call back to the original are just brilliant. You know, if you've played the original, you're familiar with the 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 background and the and the. Uh, past life of everything that's happened and the little sort of trivia and, and uh, what am I trying to say? The, the, just the inside jokes and fun things from the, the, the original, they bring that forward into the remake in, in a, in just a great way. And, and so it's fun. You see these little caveat things. It's, 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 it's fantastic. And then the way that they've done the gameplay and the way that they've, they've brought and modernized it is excellent because it's very approachable. It's easy to just pick up the game and start playing. And in, wow, this came, they originally came out in 1997. So, okay. 
Yeah, and That's for cool. its time, when when you go back, it was a three disc, uh, three disc game, and the original game had something like a hundred and seventy some odd hours of gameplay. It was a just a freaking behemoth. Wow. And you know, the, because the thing is, you could play the game and get to the end boss in about probably sixty hours, thirty, you know, fifty to sixty hours. But the thing was, is that there were so many side quests and so many things that you could do that were above and beyond just the end boss that there was like a hundred hours of side quests. And, and so, you you know, beating the end boss was like, "Eh, yeah, whatever, who cares? You know, you could do that easy, but beating things like Ruby weapon and Sapphire weapon, or was it Ruby weapon and... Um, I think it was Sapphire Weapon. No, it was Emerald Weapon. It was Ruby Weapon and Emerald Weapon. Those two were like super hard. And, you know, you had to be like really, really, really decked out with really high level materia and really high level characters. And your strategy needed to be just spot on. And it took hours to do the fight. And I mean, it was, it was no shit, right? And so that game translated into the new is was like a really hard deal and so what they've done is they went from the traditional turn-based uh you know rpg to something that's very close to kingdom hearts in its feel and and so you have live action you know real-time adventure style i'm going to swing the big sword pressing the button but at the same time you have uh, the ability to, you know, basically stop combat or at least slow it down to a point where it's effectively stopped and then pick spells or pick, pick special abilities that then the, the character carries out without you having to put, you know, do the button. So like you'll cast a fireball or cast a, uh, a lightning spell and the character will then take a tick or two to cast them, go through the animation to cast the spell that'll hit the character and then you get control of the character back and then start fighting again. And so, and the way that it seamlessly moves back and forth between those two gameplays, it make it just, it's so intuitive. It's easy to just pick up and just play. And, and so I'm, yeah, I can't, I, it's, I'm, I'm actually to the point now where I don't, I'm sort of savoring the game. Like I've walked away from the game for a couple of days because I know I'm getting sort of close to the end and I don't want to end it too soon. Yeah, that's, uh, it sounds like that it's just, uh, I'll have to check it out. I don't know. I, you know, I haven't gotten into the final fantasies and I, I think I asked you this question before is like, where, where is good to start with the final fantasy games? And, uh, so it might be a good place to start is to start at seven, the seven remake, you know, and kind of, kind of go from there. I think you'd enjoy it if, because it, it's, it's not your traditional RPG. It's not turn-based, which I think, you know, you would, you, you know, maybe shy away from it feels and plays a lot, you know, like the, the star Wars game in its, in its sort of, you know, flow, but with the added, uh, you know, stuff of the of the adventure, you know, the powers and stuff on top, so it's it's got that added aspect to it. And then I have to say, without a shadow of a doubt, it is the most st- 
stunning game I have ever seen. The the visuals and the graphics and the cinematography and the animation is second to none. I have never seen anything that even comes close to it. It is amazing. I That's I just cool. I'm speechless. I especially in, in high def, like on, on a night oh geez, it's amazing. That's pretty cool. I'll have to check it out. I'll, I, I will say this. I will check out the demo, and I will just see if this Final Fantasy thing is my cup of tea. Yeah, you owe it to yourself to check it out. Give give yeah. yourself half an hour and and go and play it and just, just see. Because it is it it is worth the, the, uh, the time. You never know. It may be your new favorite yeah. thing. Yeah, totally. You know, I dig turn-based. I dig turn-based as well. Um, I think, I think though, knowing what kind of game it is when you, before you go into it, it's, it's like if you expect turn-based and it's not, or you, you know, um, or you expect it's not and it ends up being turn-based, that's kind of the worst sometimes. Yeah, totally. You're like, I didn't even realize it was this kind of game. Well, cool. I think I think that uh, I'm getting ready to turn into a pumpkin. Right on. So, uh, yeah, it's been a show. Yeah, good show. So, um, yeah, li- thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, you know, all that stuff. And uh, until next time, I'm Bill. I'm Kel. This has been our excellent podcast. Take care.